sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Saddleball Routine Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, Santa Barbara. Woo! Love it. It's been a little foggy. All right, but that's okay. It's getting kind of brisky. We did a lot of tree trimming here. Um, got a new refrigerator. Okay, excited about that, huh? We've been camping for like a week. It's been tough. You know what I'm saying? But we do live in Santa Barbara, so it's really not that bad. Top three places on the planet checking out Team Sports Radio. It is Ashland, number one, two, Brussels, and three, Frankfurt. So thank you. Thank you. I love it. Um, in the house so far, we've got Don Sanders. We have our producers, Richard Dugan. We've got Dominique Hackett. We've got Heather Bond. We've got Richard Ellsworth, and he's bringing a guest, his sister, today. Um, after Heather does her uh, spot, um, she is. I'm going to do a little recap on the um, roundtable. And the one thing, because I know I'm going to forget when I go through the whole thing, What uh, do you remember when uh, we had the Bishop Girls State Champions, Dr. D? Sometime, I think it was like 2015, 2016. Do you remember that when they all came out? Anyway, I remember um, that there was a mother and daughter, right? Exactly. So, uh, Paula Sheree Lilly was out here and her daughter, and it was awesome because she made um, the round table this year for 2023. So, congratulations. Um, she led at Bishop Diego High School 1977 and 78, I believe. And uh, her records uh, held for something like 30, 35 years. And guess who broke her scoring record? Her daughter. Jordan. Yes. Can you imagine? That? I, want to be that. I want to be around that dinner table. I think that's awesome. Quick so, question. Don Sanders, have any of your kids broken any of your records? Oh, there you go. Um, formal records, not so much. I don't think of that so much, but, uh, I do believe they've surpassed me in some ways just, you know, because they've done their own thing. I didn't row, for example, and my younger daughter rode crew for several seasons and things like that. And, and, uh, my, my, el- my older son, uh, was much more accomplished in basketball than I had ever been. So, you know, you want that as a parent that, that they'll, find new horizons, you know, and they'll, they'll go farther than you did. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 16. I'll remember that year forever. I beat my dad in ping pong, chess and bowling. Okay. I had to try, I hit the perfect trifecta. Okay. I think wow. I did all of it in a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was awesome. Doesn't, didn't matter what I did after that. I did that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, let's do this, Doctor. Let's go around real fast. Anybody have any gratitude for anything? Oh, I have some quick gratitude. To uh, we have two really good friends who helped us with our tree because our our giant elm tree uh, it had a huge limb that came down and it was it became unsafe and so we had two friends come and help us uh, properly cut the branches and, and cut that limb off the tree safely. And I'm so grateful. Nice. Don, do you have anything? 
Yeah, I uh, gratitude for the Santa Barbara Harbor there. Recently was able to take one of those harbor cruises and try and identify the points that I drive by on land when I'm out to sea. Very nice experience being out there on the water. I've never been able to do that as much as I thought I would in this life. Yeah, go Rebels! I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. Dr. D was there. He's all it's blowing out his pipes. Huh? That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So um, let's see. What do I got? I've got some thanks to give to. I want to thank Flo. My fifth book. I we finally launched it. It's available on Amazon. And um, hey, Flo, thank you. She bought eight books, and she's going to be donate, donating to. I don't know what she's donating them yet, but I signed them all, and I was just super, super kind. So. Um, and thank you, Dominique. So Santa Barbara Wellness, I appreciate you. Yay! They're available on Amazon under Erica Z. There you go. So all monies, of course, go to Santa Barbara Wellness. And it's just been a privilege to be able to have an opportunity to give back to the community, um, along with all of the people in the business that support our kids, our nonprofits, all the advertising. Thank you, Dr. D. Um, I'm just and happy the last to be able book is in honor of the Humane Society. That is yeah. so awesome. Yep, it's it's. I actually really like that one a lot. It's a true story. It's about my son's rescue, and uh, oh boy, I can I could with with what this dog has been getting into. It's a series. Okay, <laughs> let me just tell you, it's a series. When it, it included jumping on the table and eating our barbecue. Okay. <laughs> Never can I, can I ask? I know Don has a rescue. How's your dog doing, Don? Oh, uh, pretty good. There's just a couple little things, a couple little tweaks need to have to happen. Uh, when people deliver packages to the house, um, she kind of gets them and opens them. <laughs> ah. And, uh, we're not, we're not overly thrilled with this behavior. Uh, so she's not she's not like my son's dog that's soon to be a hundred pounds, right? <laughs> no, she's like sixty three. Ah, uh, well, this one likes doors. He likes to eat them. Okay, oh my. <laughs> wow. like solid wood doors. Okay. <laughs> Please, no. We just got some new solid wood doors. We don't want that. Oh, so <laughs> you don't want to have a play date then? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, Don, you got a hookah for us today? Yes. All right. Well, we've got Richard up first, and then your hookah is right after. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sky, and I am a student at Life Chiropractic College West, and I am here with my sister, Andrea. So even though school is in full swing, my sister has 
uh, graced me with her presence for a fun visit, and we thought that it would be fun to talk about a individual supplement today. So you've heard in the past uh, me talk about um, different things related to chiropractic, but there is a part of chiropractic that relates to nutrition and the types of things that we do for our body um, internally. Um, we've talked about healthy eating before, and we've talked about certain supplements that you can use for um, certain conditions, energy, um, but we thought it might be fun to pick out one specific supplement and just talk about it. Um, and my sister has a pretty cool experience with this one. So this particular supplement is called D-Limonene. So D-L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E. And D-Limonene is a really cool supplement that's an extract from orange peels. So it's super neat because it's concentrated orange peel extract, which is more acid being put into the body, but it has an alkalizing effect that actually reduces the overall acidity in the stomach. So it works on a really cool channel where it goes into your stomach and clears out the gallbladder of bile. So it helps to break down if there are any, anything like gallstones. Um, it'll help to break those down. Anything anything in the, in the gallbladder, it'll just flush it out and flush it down instead of back up. So it's one of the primary supplements that's used for acid reflux. And GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, same thing. Um, you, you hear them both used a lot. So um, teens, I know that um, these days there's a whole host of different um, allergies and sensitivities to food, and that's just a product of our, our ever-changing environment and uh, evolution and such. And, um, you know, our, our, our bodies overall are becoming more sensitive. And, and those toxin buckets that we all have that we've talked about before can get full pretty quickly. Um, so this might be something to, to think about if maybe you're experiencing some hormonal changes related to growth um, and you're just having difficulty digesting your food and you're experiencing some reflux. Um, D-limonene is a, is a really cool supplement for that. It's also protective of the esophagus uh, because of reducing the amount of acid. So it's been shown to help to prevent um, uh, esophageal cancer. Um, so that's another cool thing. There are some really cool studies about that. Um, so, Andrew, I was hoping you could share with us some of your experience with this particular supplement and what it's done for you. Absolutely. So I don't remember somewhere around a couple of years ago at Christmas, you and I were talking and I was complaining because I was on a fairly high dose of a daily proton pump inhibitor pharmaceutical medication, um, which was supposed to be helping my acid reflux, my GERD. Um, but I was still having to take Tums or a similar something almost every day because even though I was on this medication twice a day, I was still feeling like I had acid in my tummy a lot, was uncomfortable. Um, and it just seemed ridiculous that I would be taking a medication and, and still having to take something over the counter in addition. So I was asking you sort of just your opinion of that or what you thought of it. And you mentioned this thing, D-limonene. Um, and I was a little concerned because the reason that I was, um, one of the reasons that I was taking the proton pump inhibitor in addition to the acid was that I needed to take it to protect my stomach from taking um, a medication that I was taking for pain, a, a, a Motrin type medication. So you would explain to me that while you really felt the D-limonene would help with my acid problem, I would have to stop taking the pain medication. So I thought to myself, well, 
I can try this for a little while and see what happens. The worst that happens is the pain gets worse and I can't stop taking the pain medication and I go back onto all the stuff that the pharmaceuticals. So I started taking the D-limonene and I was absolutely amazed because almost immediately I realized that I was taking, I was having a lot less acid in my stomach, but I was also not taking Tums nearly as often. So I, so I'd taken away a fairly high dose of a pharmaceutical that I really didn't know how I felt about taking. I was now taking this supplement that was really helping me helping reduce the, my experience of acid and also was clearly doing it better than the pharmaceutical because I was also not taking nearly the Tums on a daily basis that I had been taking before. Um, and that persisted and I was, and I continue to be amazed um, by how well that has done. And then about a year ago, I noticed that when I took, I, I was taking this medication in the evening, the, uh, the D line, excuse me, the supplement, the D limonene I was taking in the evening. And I realized that I was back to feeling kind of acidy in the evening. So I thought to myself, oh, so something's gone wrong. The D limonene has stopped working. So I stopped taking it. And I happened to mention that to you, Richard, and you said, or Sky, excuse me. And you said to me, you know, when you've known someone since they were a little kid, sometimes you call them the wrong name. um so um i mentioned it to you and what you told me was something i hadn't realized which is that i had been taking my d-limonene along with my other evening pills without food i i I didn't always take them with food at dinner time i just always took them at the same time but and you would explain that if i wasn't taking the d-limonene with food that it in fact might cause me to in fact not have a, a happy tummy so um I'm really excited to realize that I can go back to taking the D-limonene to make sure I take it with food and that it will really help with the, with the acid, um, with the GERD. Um, because it's, it's not comfortable and it's also scary because you have all that acid happening and it's coming up and it's not good for your body to have all that acid bubbling up into your throat and to your esophagus. And so, so I'm just, um, I'm so so pleased and 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 um it also smells good which is fun because <laughs> some supplements really smell very nasty just saying like my apple cider vinegar oh supplement. yeah the vinegar it smells yeah. gross it just smells gross it just does <laughs> <laughs> i mean i still take it but it smells gross um but this smells like oranges mm. um but i really i really am very pleased and it, and it also has had a, a, a it, I, I think it's had other impacts on me too, which have been positive. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how to quantify them, but I just feel like overall I felt better since I've been taking it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so the other, the other last thing that I wanted to mention with this particular supplement is that teen athletes, this is also, I call this the date drug. I shouldn't call it a drug, but Please don't call the, it a date the, drug. You're going to get yourself arrested. Oh, oh, maybe not the best term. The, the the date supplement, and the reason is is because it's actually marketed as orange burps, and the reason is is because when you put something alkaline into an acidic environment like your stomach, you burp. Right. It's that like that, you know, if you ever had those volcanoes as a as a kid where you put the baking soda and the vinegar together and it just explodes. It's that same idea. But, you know, you don't really explode, but you burp. 
Um, so if you're out on a date and you're worried about your breath, all of a sudden you'll be burping up orange. Um, and you can smell the orange. And it's a pretty cool thing if you're one of those burpy people. Maybe you eat a lot of beans or, you know, maybe you've had a really tough workout one day and you're just burping all over the place and you've got a really hot date for dinner. Um, you can totally use the, the D-limonene to help out your stomach and, uh, you know, have a little added lifestyle benefit. There you go. All right. So we will be right back with a Huga with Don Sanders right after these messages. Come on and work it for me and let your body move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight. We gon' dance around where all my steppers at. I know how to get down. Come on, step it to your right. Now step it to your left. Now right out in. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. For Teen Sports Radio, I'm Don Sanders, donsmassageohe.com, and I'm here to bring you a huga. It's a Scandinavian term for a comfy, cozy feeling that one gets like having a hug, only not actually receiving a physical hug. And so what I wanted to work around today was... You know, for all the teens out there, you're balancing school and some of you are balancing sports. And I hope that you make some time to get your hands in the dirt because that's something that will always exercise your body and always make you healthier to actually get your hands in the dirt. I had to do that as a condition of living in my uncle's house growing up through high school. And I was required to do the planting and the weeding and so forth. And, uh, that has always brought me joy to this day still to be able to grow flowers and grow food. Now, here's a dilemma, and I know we have some gardeners on the crew today, um, in that um, along with growing, and I've talked to farmers here in the Ojai Valley, they feel like they're kind of at war with critters. And we've, we've actually had um, exceptional rain this last winter, and that produced exceptional crops of rodents. We've had to do some securing of our house. And, uh, you know, there's times when you're watching lovely things grow and then you come back the next day and they're not there. And and so uh, I don't know how you all are about this, but when I was living at my uncle's one day, I told him I've seen this gopher popping up down out of a hole. So he proceeded to flood it out and then hit it with a shovel. And when I asked my neighbors about this, like, how do you make peace with this? And they're like, well, and they start telling me like, well, there's this thing with a trap door and you bait it and they fall in, they drown this thing. You catch them, you bait it, you take them out, you drown them. And, and so I've never been, I've, I've never really wanted to do that or the electric zappers and all that kind of thing. And, uh, so I watched my persimmon crop go from quite bountiful this year down to almost nothing, but I still didn't, didn't want to act on that urge to go out and uh, armor up and, and start zapping the little critters. We did, like I say, I think I said some security on the house to keep them out of here. So I wanted to get a reaction from, uh, I know we got gardeners here with us here on the, on the, co- uh, the other co-host. What say you about this? Wow, that's a really good one. So it's interesting. 
I love to follow uh, a metaphysician. Her name is Benabella Wen. She's actually up in San Francisco. She also does Tarot and so forth. She does this thing a couple of times a year where she does a Buddhist diet. And her Buddhist diet, she does dairy and then uh, leafy vegetables because she wants to do something that's kind. So when we think about the fruits and vegetables in our garden and we think about kindness related to the fruits and vegetables in our garden, uh, we're always trying to strike a balance between Mother Nature and being kind. So what I usually do is um, I figure there's going to be a certain portion of my crop that is going to go to the... Uh, the worms are uh, not the worms, but the uh, caterpillars. So we have butterflies or it's going to go to the birds. So we have beautiful birds or I'm going to leave alone so that the bees have the blossoms to make honey from. So there's always a part of my garden that mentally in my mind, I'm letting it go so that I can participate in nature. And then for the crops that I don't want the little furry fellows to get, I try to figure out something that is non-invasive that will cause them just not to want to be there. For example, I've been experimenting with shiny reflective uh, tape and reflective. Um, I've actually ordered some more on Amazon flyers that are, are uh, shiny and reflective. And I'm going to put them in my uh, pomegranate tree because I lost my whole crop of two pomegranate trees last year. Oh, didn't get a single one. <laughs> now, so does, that, does that work for rodents as well as birds? Yeah, it, it, it's, it was the rats that got the pomegranates. You can tell because there were bite marks on everything. Sure, so, sure. But um, the shinies, though. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm experimenting. And part of it is because you also have to think about the effort that it takes to protect your fruits and vegetables. My two pomegranate trees are right up against a fence. So even if I put something, you know, and I, I think teens can walk around the yard with their parents or grandparents and they can look and see there are some fruits and vegetables that you can easily protect. And then there are some that it's just too difficult. And that may be the ones that you donate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I like that walk around with the teenagers, grandparents. Take your kids out there. Take these athletes out there. Give them a bucket. Give them a spade. Teach them how to, you know, turn the yard, the dirt. We don't know in the future what these kids and the tools that they're going to need to have and learn. And the bottom line at the end of the day, you got to learn how to feed yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all grew up with it. And these kids, they buy tomato. They think it, it comes from a cart at Vaughn. Okay. So yeah. And it's not, it's not good. And that's why I don't mind doing a segment with Carolyn, but it, it's really kind of important. And I am, I got to say like the St. Rayfields, and I know there's a lot of elementary schools, but I, I only really know St. Rayfields. I mean, uh, Principal Lim over there has been, been brilliant at bringing in the gardening and always has since she's taken over and actually have, a, and at Bishop, they do it too. Um, and I'm sure they have it at other, other high schools in, um, you know, they probably have it in every elementary school. I'm not sure, but it's just really important that our kids, uh, get dirty. You know what I'm saying? And understand, um, 
the the micros and the nutrients and everything like that that we know because we're all introducing now so yeah now, I used to have a couple of cats that were good hunters, and I didn't feel bad about that if they got rodents. We have a real old cat right now can barely feed herself, and she caterwauls something fierce. And uh, I was going to experiment with doing a voice memo recording of the cat and going out and playing that when, the, when I hear rodents in the yard, see if that scares them off. Well, I, I've, got a good, I've got a good one for teens. Um, it, this works particularly well with raccoons. Um, what they can do is, you get a hose and you get a sprinkler that um, jets around, you know, that goes around in circles and it's kind of powerful and you set it up so that it's motion sensitive. Mm-hmm. And what, what it does is as soon as there's motion, the sprinkler goes off and it'll shoot the raccoons and maybe even shoot the rats with water and see if that nice. works. So Ooh, like it's it. like, yeah, teens, you just kind of got to get creative with uh, different ways that you can protect your produce. <laughs> Good stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okie dokie. I love it. Who's up next? Dominique, is it you? I am. Life Hackets. Stay here right after these messages. <laughs> I hear a song that takes me back. Erica, the Queen of Teen, please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett from Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and I have a life Hackett moment for our teens. I'm really kind of closely watching the whole AI and how artificial intelligence is going to affect our lives, affect our job, affect our education. And it occurred to me the other day that information and thinking are two different things. And so I thought I would just have a brief conversation with our teens and explain, uh, in my point of view, why it is, uh, my personal opinion, that AI is more about information gathering rather than thinking and why you can't replace the human thinking. So when we talk about information, we're really talking about Input, right? You're gathering data and it's kind of a passive. I mean, yeah, you may be running around to different sites on the internet, but you're gathering it up. You're gathering the seeds, right? And you're also, when you're gathering information, it's usually external, like you're either using the internet or your parents or a book and you're, you're gathering up data. And, uh, pretty much that is considered objective that, uh, this person said that or, this thing gave that information. It's, it's an, it's objective. Whereas thinking, thinking is quite different. Thinking is process oriented. And usually when we're thinking, we're also feeling. And so we're analyzing and synthesizing and evaluating. And, and maybe even we're, we're forming opinions about the information that we've gathered. 
And so this thinking is considered an active engagement and it's usually internal. Even if we're writing down notes in a book or typing in a Word document, it's still part of our internal processing. And so this is considered subjective. And Don, maybe you can help the teens understand the difference between objective and subjective. Well, um, objective is verifiable in some way. It's not just, you know, what you came up with inside you, um, according to your own thoughts and feelings. Um, you may have those, but then you, you cross refer to other points of reference to verify whether is this just my idea or is this a thing? <laughs> right. And so sub subjective, subjective, you might, you might just, you might just say, well, I mean, who would like those? I certainly don't. And, and you just go with your own opinion, kind of like that's maybe not the best example, but yeah. So you're not really referring to try and um, establish any objective line there. I love it. I'm glad you didn't ask me that. <laughs> what? Well, so when I, when I'm using chat GPT or some form of AI, I know that I am gathering information and I really want teens to feel comfortable about gathering information and know that um, just like Don was explaining verifiable. So even though you get information from some sort of AI gathering app, um, you still have to verify whether it's actually true and whether it is what you were looking for, the data that you were looking for. And that process is a thinking process. We, we're actually, we're analyzing and thinking about the data, right? And this internal process of um, synthesizing the information, we gain insights. And when we gain insights, we're able to make better decisions and we're developing a deeper understanding of the world. And so we need this both. We need the ability to gather information and we also need the ability to analyze it, think about it, and create that deep understanding. And so thinking is where we transform information into knowledge and understanding. And I wanted to share, there's uh, lots of authors and philosophers have great comments about what thinking really is. Uh, there's a famous science fiction writer, Isaac, uh, uh, As oh gosh, how do you say his last name? Asimov. Um, Asimov, thank you. Um, he's, he wrote- Thank you to ask me. <laughs> he wrote thinking is the activity i love best and writing to me is simply thinking through my fingers i thought that was awesome nice. I, I love to write i love to write and then ron das now this gentleman it was just famous for so many insights about spirituality and just the nature of beingness and he suggested that information is just bits of data and knowledge is putting them together. But wisdom is transcending both the bits of knowledge, uh, the, the bits of data and the knowledge. Wisdom transcends them both. And that's a beautiful thing to think about. You know, what is my beingness compared to the thinking and the, the gathering of the data? And then the last thing I wanted to share is actually from Stephen Hawking, he said, the greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance. It's the illusion of knowledge. 
And that's what I'm finding uh, when I make use of AI. I really want teens to understand this. Even though you can gather lots of bits of information very quickly, it can give you that false illusion that you now have knowledge. But we understand from this that knowledge is gained from analyzing those points of data, coming up to a judgment, using decision, refining, thinking, gathering insights. So watch out for that, that the greatest enemy to knowledge is not ignorance. It's the illusion of knowledge. And Dominique, and Dominique, for the teens, uh, would you agree, Dominique, that sometimes after you accumulate experience, it takes time to accumulate enough experience to cultivate discernment and to understand what's wisdom? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say wisdom is where you feel it in your bones. And you can't actually, in my mind, you can express knowledge and data to other people. But wisdom is something that you gather on your own. You can't, it's like leading a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It's the same about wisdom. I cannot transform my wisdom into your body. That is a beingness thing. You have to be with that and experience it. You got to feel it to heal it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's really important. I mean, I can't even imagine being a teenager today. Honest to God, it is. It's. I can't. I can't wrap my brain around it. Uh, what they have to deal with on so many, uh, such a uh, such a bunch of levels. It's just absolutely insane to me. And that's it's why I love it. When I when I reach out and I text somebody and I don't get a response, and it takes like a day and a half. You know, I embrace that because, you know, you're saying you're not on your phone the 24-7 because what happens with all of that, with the whole social media and all that? Know what they're stealing from you? They're stealing your time. Exactly. Exactly. You're not getting wisdom and you're not getting any of these downloads on your own in any spiritual form whatsoever because you're looking and you're reacting from the outside. Yeah. So, so God, I'm so happy. I, I loved it. My son, I was with my son, you know, and it's, it's like, I'm happy that there were breaks in the day where he didn't have his phone. I love that. Okay. Yeah, I just I, love that. Thinking of modern day time as stealing, as stealing time for teens. That's immense. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, guess what time it is now? It's time for a, Heather Bond, right after these messages. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey there, Team Sports listeners. This is Heather Bond, the founder of Trekking Ambassadors. And today we're going to do a little recap on what is happening out here in our sports world amongst the teens of Santa Barbara. It is absolutely mind-boggling to believe that we are at the end I mean really at the end of um, October so we have this 
fall sports season that is um, things are starting to wind down. They're they're still they're still happening, but we are really more towards the latter end of this season, and it is super hard to believe. So anyhow, we're going to go over. We have a few recaps uh, that we're going to go over in the recent uh, last couple weeks. Uh, about a week and a half ago, Dos Pueblos uh, hosted a um, their cross country team hosted the Dos Pueblos Cross Country Invitational, and hundreds of different high school students all from all, all around came to partake uh, in this wonderful event and. And um, we had uh, Dos Pueblos did a mighty good showing, as did San Marcos. Uh, Dos Pueblos won the sophomore and the senior races, as well as the sophomore girls race. Um, awesome job on that for sure. Um, we have uh, individually the San Marcos senior Kayla Haas. She won the girls senior um, girls division and Dos Pueblos junior Amon Gordon ran the fastest time of the day. Um, he got a 15.0949. So that is uh, moving. Good job on that one, Edmund. Uh, anyhow, so that was a nice fun. And then they went into the uh, Mount Sac Relays. Don't have official uh, um, anything updated on that right now. But that had just literally happened this weekend. So we're waiting on those results. Um, let's see. We have we have a pretty neat thing here. We've got um, Sagarika um, Manian, and I hope I didn't butcher that name. You know how names go sometimes. But she is a junior out at um, Dos Pueblos, and she has run uh, one, not run. <laughs> she has won for the third year in a row. The girls. Um, golf Channel League uh, Invitational Championships. So, excellent job on that one. Three years in a row. Very good on that, indeed. Um, gosh, I'm going to go over a few little stats that we have. Oh, actually, uh, I wanted to mention this. I had, I never even knew about this. Um, that is just me. And um, some of you might be going, how could she have never heard about this? But uh, there's a sailing team amongst the high schools. And... Um, this year, the San Marcos High Girls sailing team earned a second place at the ISSA All-Girls National Invitationals, and they got... Um they got second place out of 24 teams. So I thought that was pretty darn neat. I, I really had no idea um, that there was a sailing team. So that was pretty um, fascinating to me. And uh, let's see, right now we've got... Um, Boys water polo is going right now. We have uh, with the boys varsity water polo, Santa Barbara. 
We've got four in 15. That's what they're running right now. Dos Pueblos is 11 and 6. And San Marcos is 15 and 7. So everyone's doing good on that. Staying nice and busy. Boys water polo. Always a very, very challenging uh, sport for sure. And um, we've got the new one that has been um, really, really popular this year. And that is the girls flag football. Well, for the varsity flag football, we have Santa Barbara, who's sitting at 7-3. and three. Dos Pueblos is at 12-1. and one. And I actually couldn't find a stat right now, interestingly, on San Marcos. So I apologize for not getting that in San Marcos, my old alma mater. But... Um, Anyhow, um, good job on that. It has become a very, very popular sport. A uh, lot of fun to watch, and those girls put it all out there. Uh, let's see. We've also got the um, girls' tennis right now. So right now for the girls' varsity tennis, we have um, Dos Pueblos right now, 10-5, and five, and they are 8-4 and four in league, 10-5 and five overall, 8-4. and four. Sam Marcus, we've got 12 and 1 overall and 11 and 0 for league. Santa Barbara, we have an overall of 14, 6 and 2. And for league, we've got them sitting at 10 and 2. So great job to all those varsity gals out there on the tennis courts. Um, also, I've got. Um, the varsity football team for the boys. We've got some stuff coming up this weekend. We've got, I hear, Dos Pueblos' uh, homecoming. Dos Pueblos' homecoming is coming up, so that's pretty exciting. But right now on the um, varsity, we are sitting at Dos Pueblos. We've got three and five. Santa Barbara, we've got six and two and San Marcos we also have three and five so great job guys a lot of effort out there um, that's wonderful um, this let's see this Friday the 27th this Friday the 27th we've got a few games going we've got um, Dos Pueblos versus Rio Mesa. That is going to be a home game. And we have got... Well, actually, I'm not sure if that's going to be a home game. I just blurted that out, but stay tuned for that one. Uh, also this Friday, we have Santa Barbara versus Buena. And we also have San Marcos versus Channel Islands. So... That is uh, wonderful. Um, anyhow, um, yeah, things are going along strong. All those kids are out there. All the uh, kids that are doing their preseason sports right now are um, really training hard, uh, working out in the weight room, running. I've been buzzing around Dos Pueblos, and I know the wrestling uh, boys and girls are working their little tuchuses off right now. Um, we are uh, going to be heading down to another uh, um 
tournament. They hosted that one a little while back, and that was an awesome uh, weekend there. Anyhow, that is uh, me just giving a quick little recap on all that. I hope every one of you have a great day. Um, and Erica, heading it back to you. Thank you, Heather. Hey, we can't close the show this year without giving a special love and gratitude for all those seven new members for the Santa Barbara Athletic Roundtable Hall of Fame. This year's inductees. Oh, my goodness. We have got seven wonderful uh, inductees for our athletes, one coach, one community uh, leader, and a journalist rounds it out this year. So let's start off with Alex, Mac, San Marcos, Sammy Hill, Dos Pueblos, Paula, uh, Sheree Lilly. She's been on the show, Dr. D, basketball uh, player back at Bishop Diego back in her day, Jenna Ridgeway, uh, Corliss, San Marcos, Greg Patton, Bishop Diego, NUCSB, Harvey, Battleson, San Marcos, and John Zant, who's the journalist. And, uh, I, I remember picking up on, uh, his interview, and it's funny because he's been doing this for quite a number of years, and now he gets to be inducted. Uh, as a journalist after what he's been doing all these years, which is fabulous. So I just wanted to give love uh, to all those. And it's funny because we've been doing this now D for 14 years. I can't say how many people that we have honored on this show. And it's going to be nice to see one of these days when one of our people that we've uh, been following gets inducted, maybe one of our uh, team co-hosts. How about that? <laughs> It'd be great. That would be awesome. That would yep. be awesome. All right, so let's do this. Hey, we've had a wonderful day. We've had a wonderful show. Uh, let's keep smiling. Let's keep hugging. And we'll see you guys next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game.